previously with the Quellists. Do you remember? Obviously, you wouldn't have been in service then, but do you remember the war, the Coronet War? See, I served back in the war. Fought boots on the ground, front lines, all of that. What's going on here? This isn't what we fought for, and I'm sick of it. So, I'm going to offer you a choice, you and your men. You can quit attacking Cloudhenge, come with me, and help set things right. You can disperse and leave, never rejoin the army, never come back here. Or, you can try to stop me and try to go back to your siege and I'll kill all of you. I'd highly encourage you to join me. We can go set things right. Yeah, he looks He looks down into your eyes and he's like, Skybreaker. These arrows pierce Gauntlet's head and his whole, like, head erupts into this kind of glorious golden flame. And there's this terrible otherworldly shriek. Just imagine that his soul or whatever resides in that Warforged reacted very badly with the holy arrows from that were blessed by Luke. They entered into a pact with with Nalash, one of the Athenians of court, and in addition to whatever military orders I was following and have been following, I also have my side of my contract that I have to uphold and fulfill. What's what's your let's get back to, let's get to D and D. What's your guys' plan? My plan is to do whatever Commander Skybreaker's plan was. For hey, so how high did you say the cliffs are? Um, I think they're like seventy feet tall, at the highest points, um, tapering down near the the ends. I think probably by this rock formation here. Um, it's closer to maybe thirty feet, and then same. I know the perspective's bad, but I think over here it's probably. Of a little bit lower too. Uh, what's Smokey's good engagement range? In terms of range, I think I'm. Let me check, but I should be good as long as I've got like 300 feet. Let me double check. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. That is a yeah, 150 slash 600. So I think if we set up Smokey either like right along here on the rocks there, or up on the cliff above them, give us a good spot for that. I plan to be just down on the floor in here. Basically, our engagement area should pretty much be right in between these rocks here as much as we can, because that gives us a pretty good uh, focal ground uh, with a fairly long approach that we can see them through and work things through. And really, most of you guys know what you're doing just fine beyond me saying, that's what we're doing. I don't feel the need or at all the like I should be like, and you need to do this when this happens and this when this happens. That would be super disrespectful to all of you. You're not common soldiers. Uh, as far as actually getting them here, this part is where I need you guys to trust me a little bit because it's gonna uh, it's gonna be sketchy. Smoky, depending on where you want to be, I might position on that rock if you were on top of the cliff. Yeah, I'm gonna assume I can be the most help from up on the cliff. Because I've got a uh, sixty foot range on my heels, so that would effectively cover everybody is there a relatively easy way to vantage up these cliffs acer do you want me to make a check for that yeah i mean i think you could you could make like an athletics check you're the climber though so i mean you'd be making it with advantage yeah if it's if you guys think i'd be if yeah no i think that would fit into the plan well i don't see any reason why me being on the cliffs would cause any issue unless we just get like surprise round or flanked or something so really, that should be our entire effective battlefield if this goes the way we're hoping, right? I mean, as a primarily melee character, Gorgoth's probably down near Tyrek because 
I'm going to start doing something that's going to for sure piss people off and should get them coming to where we are. This makes me super curious and slightly worried. <laughs> you just need me to guard Tyrek just whatever you're doing here as the battle's going on. The plan's not to jump back on the rock or whatever. Just keep him occupied here. Mostly. Um, okay. He should be able to step away from this once they show up. By the way, Tyrek has been using uh, Gauntlet's head for some research uh, and is using part of that in the psychic link that exists between the War Masters to try to call the closest one to us uh, because they will for sure feel his mind uh, wake up again and the psychic agony of watching his own death repeatedly but I should be able to step away from the table once they arrive here so that we can all fight now do you want Gorguts just to remain like guarding you just follow you wherever you go or you need me just to kind of gather their attention just kind of stay where I am and just take hits and I want Gorguts to do what he does to do what he does best Oh, all right, before everybody gets up on the rocks, um, we're going to take a couple minutes and set up the, the telepathic bond between everybody so that we can communicate freely without having to talk over the sounds of battle, and I'm going to start calling them. I'm going to give a quick note through to Jackal to send the nomad eye through to us, and then I'm going to pull out my table from my gear um, set it up and I'm going to Asa, I'm going to pull out the keystone okay I'm gonna set it on the table and I'm going to open the convocation of the mind I'm going to go in and I'm going to use Percival as a pull his aim into it as well to, to set up basically another mind that can stay in contact with it and set up a loop of gauntlets death just playing over and over and over again inside of it. And then I'm going to start fixing the structure of it, using bending and what information I've been able to collect and know about the structure of a Warforged brain crystal and about Gauntlet to repair his brain. I love it. I I want you, just real quick, just for me, go ahead and roll an Arcana check. Um, and I think that your time that you spent with Rotney and with the movement of, like, the movement of his information and the subsequent, um, I don't know what you want to call that. The, they've, like, the mantle and the vigil have absorbed his, his, uh, studies and his information by this point, surely. Um, so go ahead and roll that with advantage since this is Warforge specific. Awesome. And also because you have a pretty deep connection with Gauntlet as it is. Mm-hmm. Kind of with advantage. 21. So Asa, while he's doing that, I'd like to remind you of that uh, question I asked you a while back that I said was important but didn't tell you why. <laughs> um, about how that box works. The, the message box. Yeah, that's right. And okay, the, the reason box. I asked you that question is this. Oh, boy. Jackal's um, wandering eye ability works at any range and is one inch in diameter and can easily fit into that box. So if uh, the DM is okay with it here, then the response to Tyrix's message would be to send through an invisible floating scout. Um, okay, I think... 
Um, Josh as Jackal, roll an Arcana check, and then roll an Intelligence saving throw as his wandering eye enters this box. Those were bad rolls. Good thing they're good modifiers. Jackal, um, so let me let me just paint this picture. Jackal is standing um, in the Mantle Guild Hall. He receives this message from Mira or Tyrek? From Tyrek. From Tyrek, asking for um, his assistance in the battle. So I guess for the sake of, we'll, we'll say um, Bucket Fang, you know, Cook and Bucket Fang are there because they know that the other quests are going into something. So Jackal gets onto Bucket Fang's back and they walk into his office. Jackal straps into his chair where um, I guess is I'm I I'm just like imagine tell me if I'm wrong but I'm imagining that Jackal has like a special place in his office where he's like straps into a chair when he does stuff like this where he scouts things. Yeah, it would be like a basically the desk chair where he would usually just sit meditatively where it now has a bit more of a harness to it. Yes, I love that. He he sets the the box down. Um, he looks at the note, he passes it to Cook, and, and then he starts to focus. And he creates his wandering eye and has has it wander into the box. Cook then shuts the box. Because I don't think, I think Jackal, does he become, he's like, he is the eye, right? Like he does no other awareness? Um, It uh, requires focus and moving it takes an action so he can't really do anything while he's moving it yeah so yeah so just i guess for the sake of this image like cook cook is there and cook shuts the the box for him uh danny what does cook say in this moment try not to blow yourself up excellent so here's here's what happens the eye crosses through a couple different as far as you can tell a couple different planes of existence and i know that right here it says it can't um, travel to another plane um, it's not necessarily that it travels to it, but it's more like as the box shuts and this magic works, normally you would be probably blinded to this, but because of, I'm trying to describe how this, this, the poor check relates to this, but basically Jackal is kind of, uh, it's like being ex exposed to the warp, right? Um, so <laughs> suddenly you see like all these different realms of existence. Jekyll sees all, the, all these different realms of existence uh, very quickly in brief flashes, but they leave uh, different images on him. And there's two that stand out. One is uh, a plane of darkness where it looks like a lot of red eyes are staring back. And another one is just an image of a lot of teeth. And then you are in this field, in this canyon. Well, that's something to worry about later. <laughs> and yeah, so now you are here and you have um, you have control over the eye as you should. So I'm going to go ahead and have that just basically go straight up and keep an aerial view of the entrance to this canyon. How much time do we have before the actual battle? Did you, I'm sorry, did you already do your thing, Chris? Or, or was that like, you were working on that right now, right? Yeah, I, I figure I'm in the process of doing it. Okay, so um, to answer your question, Chris uh, Chris Molina, I think probably about the time that Tyrek finishes and completes this loop that he's doing is probably when we'll roll initiative. So do we have an hour in game time before these guys start showing up? Um, yeah, I think that's probably a fair... With, with the Arcana check... Um, all right, I never really went into detail about that. Yeah, Yes, uh, about an hour, and then it, um, I'll get into that in a minute. So yeah, you guys got a, probably about an hour before... Tyrek fixes this. Are you guys cool if I set up like a trap maybe at the entrance? Yeah, absolutely. 
and see what items I have. That would be interesting enough for them to pick up. I'm going to leave a half-lit torch at the entrance. So is that to say, like, um, it's a torch that's kind of still, like, smoldering? Yeah, that's kind of... Also, Asa, if it's okay with you, um, I'm going to roll animal handling on my new jar of bees and see how my boys are feeling if they're up for uh, yeah. helping me do out. Do it. Yeah. I'm not going to open the jar until I have a good little talk with them first. They're not happy right now, so no, I'm not going to use them this battle. They're pissed off. Somebody stole their credit card. I'm glad I got that shitty roll out of the way. All right. We can begin this thing. Is everybody um, satisfied with how you're set up? Yeah, that's where I want Tyrek at. We're just, I think we're good. We're ready. Tyrek, you complete this convocation of the mind. Um, you have placed the memory of Gauntlet's death and sealed it inside of a, a whole brain. So it is looping. Uh, man, this is like you. Okay, let's see. I want everybody to make uh, there everyone starts to feel like static electricity um on your clothing on the back of your neck on your arm hairs everything everyone make an arcana check for me I think uh, okay let's see Smokey Luke and Tyrick um you guys all like you can feel this this static and there's definitely something that's that's I mean for sure weird about it uh and you're all pretty certain that it has to do with whatever Tyrick just completed doing um, the rest of you are able to pinpoint immediately that there is a psychic scream coming from this crystal. And then the cannon gets really silent and still. The wind seems to die down. There was a slight breeze. There is a, a mostly clear sky, but the moon ends up um, behind some, some stray clouds. And the whole canyon just becomes really, really silent and eerie. And then you begin to hear some footsteps uh, from the north end of the canyon as six ragged-looking bandits kind of come uh, running in. Under, huh? We're doing good. Do any of those guys touch the glyph when they pass by it? What? Just out of curiosity, what's your spell save, DC? Uh, mine? Yeah. Is it like 17? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there's three of them that stop and are like, what's this? And they walk up to the the half-lit torch and they kind of cluster around it and as they're looking at it um what is it that happens when they touch it uh everyone within a 20-foot radius has to make a dexterity saving throw <laughs> oh boy all right what hap- what happens to these five dudes as they wander in and three of them reach out and touch this glyph <laughs> let's just say five da acid damage since that's the first one listed uh, these guys reach out and touch this torch, which then explodes, showering them with this, like, bioluminescent green, I guess we'll say foam. And it, it's, they all start screaming as it um, they start to kind of smoke. And they take, what, 19 damage each. Uh, and we're going to roll initiative. So everyone click on your token and then click initiative, please. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. It appears that Smokey is gonna go first. Let me ask you this, Asa, since I'm camouflaged, what will this attack occur? Did you mean like sneak damage? Yeah, I never really mess with sneak damage, uh, and I want to be fair, so if I'm gonna fire and hit somebody as like my action, would that be considered a sneak attack, or is it something totally different? Uh, you're concealed, right? Yeah, I use that um, 
hide in plain sight. Oh yeah, then yeah, I think absolutely. Until they spot you, I think that they'll probably roll perception checks if you land a successful attack on them, or at least the one guy who you hit will, to see if he can see where it came from. So I'm gonna aim right there, and if I'm doing this right, all of them should be within 10 feet. Welcome to the chorus. So Smokey will just knock five arrows and just shoot them straight in the air. Oh shit. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) It's now Gorgut's turn. So each with my uh, website I have, I kind of have it flavored where it's um, a uh, cooking utensil instead. So this is basically acting as a a javelin, but Gorgut takes out this, like, for him, a a relatively good-sized one the sides of a chopstick and just, like, chucks it at one of the bandit thief guys over here chopsticks 17 and did that connect with uh one of the oh yeah that that hits okay um just for ease of access to everybody their armor class is 15 and which i'm sorry which one were you throwing at i'm gonna say the one on the on the far right okay cool is that all you got yeah for for now i'll just are you doing what i have an extra attack don't i yeah I'm going to extra attack of him and just chuck another uh, chopsticks at him. That doesn't hit, and that'll end my turn. It was a good try. You need to pick that up later. Wouldn't have been right to just throw one chopstick anyway. Yeah, then you're only left with an extra weird one, and it just rolls around in the drawer the whole time, and it's really annoying. I'm bored my bag, but, you know, we used to bamboo there. Then we go to Luke's turn. Hey, Smokey, are you going to use any uh, ability checks that you need to use in your upcoming turns? Not that I can think of no also if at some point you guys want to move within 30 feet distance of that this corner right here i can bless you my next turn but other than that the only thing i can do at this point is fire my crossbow that will definitely hit you go to the bandits and i'm just gonna say all of them collectively do they want to touch the glyph again <laughs> <laughs> Their, their hands, they, one guy reaches out to grab it, and then he sees his hand all burnt, and he remembers. He goes, hmm, probably shouldn't do that again. Um, they really can't do anything other than walk forward, so. Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> I'm thinking so, but they don't know that. So they all run straight forward towards you, um, shouting, cursing, and just generally being assholes. And we go to Tyrek's turn. Oh, you poor idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know why you're going to die today? Very well. And I'm going to cast <laughs> Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Eldritch Blast? Oh, I cast uh, Eldritch Blast. That one, that one. So one of them hits. Okay. So I do five damage to the first one. Okay. Um, You hit him and he stumbles as he's uh, coming towards you, but he doesn't slow. Oh, I will uh use a bonus action to cast hex on him yeah you will yeah (laughs) what attribute do i want to give disadvantage hey guys what attribute should we put disadvantage on generally dexterity or constant i'd say dexterity dex sounds good dex okay so hit him with what was that new character you asked us what to curse him with and he's just like what are you gonna do you would think by this point i would know how to do this but then I remember we've actually not done very much combat. Ace is scared to take us into combat. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, he you blast him in the face with this Eldritch Blast, and then you throw a... What, what does this hex look like as you throw it at him? I'm going to go with kind of a shimmering gle- gl- green cloud that 
settles around their chest. Excellent. And as that hits him, you notice that uh, he kind of stumbles again um, as he's running towards you, which confirms that his dexterity has been affected. All right, Mira, we go to your turn. Am I able to get a uh, general feel for how these guys are doing? Should I roll insight or anything for that? Yeah, insight would probably be a good one. Um, yeah, I think that they're they're like most of them are right about have health. They look okay, but they don't look great. Do I want, do I want to pull status? Probably not yet. This is, seems to be cannon fodder at this point. Yeah, you're probably right. I can do that. A bunch of uh, tiny Liam Neesons start floating around you. Uh, we go back up to the top of the turn with Smokey. So, uh, Smokey, it is your turn. Uh, Smokey's, like, hanging from the tree upside down, and he's going to knock five arrows. God, I love it. Holy uh, crap! All right, I'll take one crit. That's, that's 30. That, that's that's the realm of the gods. Nice crit. Okay, so you hit three of them. Who do you crit on? Uh, I'll leave that up to you, actually. I think it's in character that he's just kind of nonchalantly firing these into the air. And he's, it's kind of like, I don't know, just like a funny observation of how, like, he really doesn't care who he hits or how he hits them. He's just firing in the group, but he knows most of them. Okay, go ahead and roll damage on those, but roll the crit last. Uh, and just for funsies, on that eight, I'll rock the uh, giant slayer here. Okay, so we'll say that for these three guys, you're gonna you're firing at the. Th- well, I mean, you're firing at five of them, but you hit. We'll just say you hit the three guys who've already taken some damage. Um, okay, so that that arrow, the crit arrow, um, arcs up. Um, so there's two. There's actually two things that happens here. Um, the first thing that happens is. Uh, your bow, you, you draw it back with five arrows knocked, and you go to fire, and you feel four of them release, like, with the with the bowstring. Um, unfortunately, there's a, the fifth arrow doesn't even leave your fingers, um, and you are so surprised and ecstatic on how well you had made this bow shot that you kind of whip your hand down, and you catch Luke across the face. Roll a d4 for me. Oh, that's right. One of those is a one, huh? Doi. Ouchie. All right, so Luke, um, Luke gets a cut. Uh, how does this scar? How does this um, this cut look on your face? Uh, so he was hanging upside down when he did it, right? So let's say it went, it went chin to nose. All right, Luke. Uh, Luke's got some blood running down his face and into his cloak, but otherwise he's okay. Dude, with my luck, it's the only hit you're gonna take this entire encounter. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, we go to Gorgut. Going to enter into a rage, or and when I enter into a rage, I guess this activates. So I'm not too sure if that's like a barbarian version of spiritual guardians or something, or but it sounded fun. And I'll hit the person to my left because that sounds fun. And I'm going to attack him with how about a giant meat cleaver? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so as you enter a rage and you run towards these guys, a giant Gordon Ramsay stands behind you and directs your meat cleaver as you gouge into this guy for 13 damage. Damn. Um, how do you kill this guy? Oh, um, just like a perfectly clean cut down the middle, like bones, fat, just, it's just beautiful. He is a chef after all. He just guts him. <laughs> Yeah, we need travel rations. Gordon Ramsay uh, nods his head silently. <laughs> in and then I'm going to do an extra attack. And for the person in front of me, I'm going to hit with, how about a giant rolling pin? 
Oh no, that that probably doesn't hit. No, he knocks it. He knocks it away with his um his axe, and that will complete my turn. All right, uh, Luke. <laughs> All right, uh, this the man uh, right there in front of Gorkuts catches fire with um, radiant light, uh, and you guys look up and give Luke a thumbs up as he's h- hanging upside down with blood in his face <laughs> and uh, spectral light coming off of his fingers. Yeah, cook him right. These two guys here are going to attack him. These two guys here are going to attack uh, Mira. But first, those three guys need to make wisdom saves. Oofa doofa. I think one of them saves, maybe? What is your spell save, DC? Uh, 17. So, only one saves. <laughs> okay, so one of them disintegrates. Or how, do, how does he die? Um, Liam Neeson stabs him through the chest. And then one of the other Liam Neeson's fist bumps Gordon Ramsay. And the two other guys who are in within this range, they look they look real bad. This dude's going to attack Mira. That first one will hit. Okay, so he'll hit you for... He, he uh, runs up with his scimitar and he's like, Ah, give me all your money! And he takes two slashes and one of them... Um, I think what it, it just, you know... Because Mira's pretty heavily armored. But he's not stabbing her necessarily, but uh, I think that it... I'm trying to think of ways to describe HP that isn't everyone gets stabbed for every hit point. But yeah, you get it. So you take seven slashing damage. <laughs> I'm just going to stop overthinking this. That only leaves me with 85. And then and then these two guys are going to attack uh, Gorguts. So I'm going to make four attacks. 16, 24, 10, 22. So only the, the 16 and the 10 fail? We got seven, 17 AC. I have 18, actually. Oh, my uh, God. Okay, then. So two attacks. And we'll say that one from each of the guys hits for a total of 16 damage. Uh, as they're like, ah, give me all your money. Make me some food. <laughs> I'll make you into food. And then we go to Tyrek's turn. Well, seeing as how it worked pretty well before, I'm going to step over to here and use a bonus action to move my hex to that guy and fire off another Eldritch Blast at three targets. Looks like I hit two of them, so let's go with the two that are on Gorguts. Uh, Mira, please roll a dexterity saving throw for me. And Tarek, what's your spell save DC? So that should be 18? It's not 18, it's 16. Um, Mira, you are you dodge out of the way as um, Tyrek's wild Eldritch Blast grazes by your... Uh, sparkling white hair. He still hates Dampiers. Okay, uh, the guy, this guy here, he took six damage? Correct. Um, how does he die? Uh, sadly, with a hole burned through his chest. <laughs> Just kind of like feeling at the wound and wondering where his stomach plug went. It's just a magic gun pal with the guy who gets the, the hole punched in him. <laughs> Alright, Maris, your turn. Okay, um... Well, it's a melee attack, so I'll just roll the melee attack. Oh my god. <laughs> he just takes that thing right in the face. Oh my god. Okay. How do you kill him? With a crunchy, collapsing skull. Okay. So there's a uh, lightning strike, I think. Lightning actually comes out of the sky. Those clouds that covered the moon send a bolt of lightning as Mira's uh, mace contacts this guy's face. And we go to Smokey Man. Please do a volley just on that one bandit. <laughs> Well, he is within himself within 10 feet. I think this is the guy with the chopstick through. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy's definitely dead. Yeah, how, how does how does this guy die? <laughs> I think Smokey, like, 
he like puts his pipe down and like wafts the fumes away as he looks down and sees Christopher Lee's and Gordon Ramsay's and Liam Neeson's doing backflips and stabbing people and lightning bolts coming down from the sky and he's just like oh and just shoots two more arrows at this guy okay he dies Gorguts what would you like to do this turn I'll pick up my chopsticks and whatever bodies I could salvage. I guess that would be investigation or something, or? Investigation and survival. Should start stacking the bodies like they did in 300. Are we still in initiative? Yes. Okay. 22, okay. Um, yeah, I think it, it takes you your full turn before you see something uh, that you think might be of interest. Um, but I don't think that you'll have time to grab it this turn. Luke, what would you like to do? Uh, not waste my turn on some nonsense that the DM's trying to lure me into. <laughs> okay, so Luke gets skipped. Okay, now there's two things I need to happen right about now. I need Jackal to make a perception check with advantage, please, with his uh, vantage point. We didn't really put Jackal's eye in the initiative turn order, but I'm just saying it's going to be right around here at the beginning of Tyrek's turn since he's the one with the communication open. Okay. Jackal spots on the eastern ridge, there is what appears to be a mage overlooking the canyon. Uh, and he has just he has just ran in um, just a little bit ago. Uh, Tyrek, it's your turn. I think Jackal's able to relay that to you. Hmm. Well, if you're done sending bandits to die pointlessly, why don't you come down here and let's talk? can sit at a table and we can sit and speak and if you'd rather we fight we can do that too but come let's talk um okay mira it's your turn there's no response i'll just put it that way you said that's about 60 feet up yep a squared plus b squared equals c squared it's <laughs> <laughs> the dm call is that within we, 120 we feet uh i was gonna say 150 um in that case i will use a single sorcery point to uh, twin cast healing word on myself and Gorguts. Just the plus modifier on that is more than... I'll roll it. Oh, no, you know what? That is about 120 feet. I just, I just did the math on it. If I'm doing this math correctly, I think that's about... It's 126 feet. We'll just call it 120. Nah, I don't want to supersede what uh, Tyrek just said by just outright blasting him, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that would get me back to full. Thanks. So yeah, we're both back to full. Okay, I need the three of you down here to make a dexterity saving throw. And I have advantage on dexterity saving throws because of danger, so um, And I want Smokey and Luke to please make a perception check for me. I'll take that twelve instead of that nine. Not. Okay, so. Tyric, um, you are going to take half of that damage. Half of 23. Let's call it 11. And Smokey, you hear something off to your left as someone, it sounds like someone's shouting an incantation. Um, and this caused a, a, a mess of clouds to form above the, the canyon out in front of you guys and ice started hailing down on top of Mira, Tyric, and Gorguts. Did you just get attacked with ice storm? Yes, you did. I think Luke's so focused on the guy across the canyon from you guys that he didn't notice. Like, my my, idea, my, my visual is that Smokey's facing down into the canyon, right? So, like, back into on his left side along that ridge. Okay, uh, we go to Smokey's turn. I guess that the incantation I perceived being 
vocalize. This, this seems like it's within a reasonable distance to my left. Yeah, like, like just twenty or thirty feet over that way. Do we have? Um, do is it both ways with the telepathy we have on us right now? Yeah, it's full telepathic communication between all of us. Okay, um, I'll go ahead. I'm gonna, and I guess as sneaky as I can be within reason. I'll, I'm gonna make along this ridge, um, and I'm just gonna let everyone know, just like as I'm moving, just very briefly, just possible flank my left, moving to engage. Okay, as you start running back that way, um, you kind of come around the bend of the tree, and uh, you get to a spot where the the cliff here had kind of risen up and blocked your view from around that way and you run into another mage who has his hands out as he is controlling this ice storm below i'm within five feet um do you want me to would i need to change weapons or can i still just like knock this guy with the arrow i i don't have a problem with that okay damn that's a good shot um where do you hit him with that crit uh he's just holding out open hands he doesn't he's not like holding anything uh, no, not currently. Um, I'm gonna, like, I knock those two arrows, and I was, like, trying to hit him in both his hands. Just, like, arrow through the hand. Ooh, nice. Okay, yeah, you actually, um, you succeed in getting that arrow, like, uh, into, uh, we'll say his, into his forearm, which, um, kind of, it causes his, his right arm, since that's the one that was kind of, you caught him by surprise as he ran up over the hill. You got him through the forearm there, um. And it pins his arm to his to his side. Trying to do like investigation, trying to make out his robes, any markings or designations or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, make a investigation check. Hmm. Okay, with a thirteen, I think that's a really weird number. Um, you don't immediately recognize any markings. Um, you can tell that he's got something on him though. Um, uh, but the 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 he's wearing like he is wearing like those purpley black robes. Um, they're not they're not the bright red um, robes of that like the uh, Shrike cultists like to wear. I guess as much as I can in this same action I've been relaying to everybody that I found another mage interrupted their concentration. Okay, we go to Gorguts. Something caught my attention. It was the mages though, right? Um, you find a bag of gold in uh, that, that was kind of what caught your eye. You had seen like the gleam of gold, so I'm gonna say you pick up a bag of like uh, 200 gold, and you see that the with that investigation that you had rolled before, or rather the survival check. Now that you know what you're looking for, um, you see that all of these these five other guys they all have sacks of, of about the same size, um, and on this guy inside of his sack of gold there's a little note, uh, and the note basically says, uh, "Wait, wait for my signal and attack." I would relay that uh, message to everyone else with our link. I think I can still hit him with chopsticks. How's his AC? Does that connect? Oh, yeah, that definitely hits. And I'll do an extra attack to throw another chopstick at him, and that'll end my turn. Uh, Luke, we go to your turn. So I'm going to move. We were not the only ones uh, setting an ambush. No, but I expected that this would happen. And not specifically two mages in. Uh, bright purple outfits, but that there would be partial ambush of us as well. It was funny too, because uh, right before, like when we were getting prepared, I'm like, do I want to cast scene visibility? But <laughs> um, well, I will. I will say very specifically, the one mage on the eastern side of the ridge was actually spotted. Jackal spotted him running in. He was not invisible. But the one to the west could have possibly been invisible. 
Uh, it just I I was basically because of the way that Jackal's eye is positioned. I was gonna wait for a crit on that in, uh, perception check before I revealed both of them. Um, he he scored really well, so like um, so he was able to see the the guy. I think f- the further away one. So the guy by Smokey is now blind for a minute. Nice. He can't see. He can't use at least one of his hands. Okay. Um, the guy on the eastern ridge who's just taken two chopsticks, <laughs> chopstick javelins. He's gonna look down at. Gorguts, and he casts a uh, magic missile. Whoops, that's not supposed to be at first level. Yeah, he's taking four, uh, 13 force damage. Um, and I want everyone to make a perception check. Is it something that my passive perception of 19 would notice? Um, yeah, I think Tyrek. Tyrek, you, you, you feel it in the ground before anyone hears it. Okay. In the ground. Yeah, literally feeling vibrations in the ground. Um, and Jackal's eye spots a what looks to be like a blast of fire um, jetting right towards Luke uh, as um, a giant metal like canister with wheels with a rocket on the back heads right for Luke. Luke, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Now we're getting somewhere. It's evil R2-D2. For a second there, I thought you were gonna say a giant metal construct covered with barbed wire and swords. Damn. Alright, Luke, this thing hits you. Uh, it comes right up on you and slams into you. Uh, make a constitution saving throw. So at least I'm not the only thing that hurt. Okay, as it hits you, um, I think just with it was kind of unexpected. Uh, it hits you, and you're going to take um, six bludgeoning damage. And then you realize that your armor has been hooked to the front of this thing. Uh, it's got some like some hooky material, some hooky um, like metal hooks on it. Anyway, that's grabbing into your uh, mail and and uh, leather. He did have the barbed wire. Uh, and you look over the top of this like this hood, and you see uh, the face of a warforged. Uh, in a little pilot's chair, and his eyes are black as night. Like, it is nighttime right now, and you can tell there's a difference, there's a distinct difference in the blackness of his eyes um, as he drives you both over the cliff. Please make one more dexterity saving throw for me. Hey, guys, we found him. Oh, man. Damn. Um, okay, so you guys rocket off of the edge of the cliff, and you fall to the, to the ground below. Um, you're both going to take some falling damage. <laughs> okay, so you will take uh, 18 damage. They both crash to the ground where this uh, gigantic... Gigantic. I mean, he's big. All uh, A lot of the, the Warforged, like Gauntlet, was the, about this big. Uh, jumps up and out of this device that he has just rammed into Luke uh, and proceeds... Two proceeds to bring out his longsword. <laughs> no, it's, well, let's do the warhammer um, and attack Luke. And he is taking a swing at you, which will hit at thirty-two. For fifteen bludgeoning damage, uh, and so he raises his warhammer and he gives a synthetic cry, just. And uh, brings it right down into your chest, which it hits, I think, probably pretty hard. And then he's going to do it two more times. 
So a total of 41 bludgeoning damage to Luke. Uh, and he's going to cry out again, and we will go to Tyrek's turn. Okay. Well, I'm going to use my bonus. So for the moment, I'm just going to hit him with the Eldritch Blast. Uh, the 10 will not hit, but the 26 and the 22 definitely do. Okay. Uh, is that all Tyrek's going to do? I think I will also say, I'm so glad you got my invitation. That'll be it. All right. We go to Mira's turn. Going to move up to there and then cast Hold Person. Wisdom saving throw? Um, that is not a high enough wisdom save. My spell save is 17. Oh, man. Okay. Sort of ribbons of light that come out from Mira's outstretched hand and then kind of wrap around the his wrists and ankles and just lock him into place. The mage next to Smokey, he's going to turn in Smokey's general direction and he's going to cast Cone of Cold. An eight cost, constitution save will not save. Yeah, 14 will save. Uh, so Smokey, you're going to take 47 cold damage as this guy um, blindly stumbles back uh, half yeah half damage okay hey Josh you know your uh, area effect we can't see it right now. that's because it requires concentration and so does hold person ah, gotcha. keeping him from clobbering our cleric seems better seems like a good choice um, okay I think that I need Mira to make a charisma saving throw all right, that will save. Um, please make a perception check for me now, Mira. As some magic sort of passes, you he- you think maybe you hear an incantation being spoken from somewhere, but um, as of right now, it sort of is echoing around this canyon area, um, and you're not even sure if it's actually echoing or if you're just hearing um, reverberations of the device's engine that is still roaring as it spins around or... Um, of Smokey taking, you know, some ice up top or whatever's happening. Um, you're not really sure what's going on. So, with that said, Smokey, it's your turn. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I think it's just referred to as shove in combat and within melee range. And if the hexes are to be believed, I just want to move him that offset him five feet so he takes a little tumble. Yeah, um, you'll have advantage with that for sure because he's blind. <laughs> he won't be able to see you coming. <laughs> you want? Uh, how do you want that? You want athletics? You want an attack roll? Or... Um, yeah, just roll like um, I guess roll an yeah athletics check because that's probably what you would roll with it. Do you have it proficiency with any of your swords, or are you proficient with your athletics skill? Uh, actually, both. Um, I could just roll athletics. I okay, yeah, it. just just roll athletics then because uh, I was only gonna have you. Yeah. Anyway, athletics is fine. Okay, so Smokey pushes this guy off. He's like, Aah! I think as he fell, I shouted out to him, at least he won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for the rest of my turn, I'll just start to prepare a particular arrow. All right, do we move to, are we moving to Gorguts? Chopsticks. <laughs> I love chopsticks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that's going to hit him. I'm guessing you're attacking this this dude up here, right? Of course. Oh, extra attack. That means more chopsticks. I just, I just mean, mean to stick them in a hole. Okay. Uh, then we go to Luke's turn. So if there's only three creatures within a, a radius of... So if I wanted to use mass cure wounds, I can't just say each pers- each of the three get double the amount of healing. That would be cool, but uh, unfortunately, no, I don't think it works like that. 
Uh, how much does a standard healing potion give you? 2d4 plus 2. If it's a greater healing potion, it's 4d4 plus 4. If it's superior healing, it's 8d4 plus 4 plus 4. I just wrote in here that I had two healing potions. I didn't know what it was. So can I drink both of those on one turn or no? I think it's an action to drink a potion, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to waste mass cure wounds if I'm the only one taking healing. Does anybody else down here need healing? I don't think Mira does. It's a 60-foot range and a 30-foot radius from the point you target. All right, then I'll do it. I did the mass cure wounds instead. Oh, okay. Even though it fucking sucks. Waste of a spell. Is there a way to see what the dice on that were? It rolled a 3-3-1 if you hover the mouse over the number. Okay, um, I'm going to spend a sorcery point and use empowered healing to let him re-roll the 1. Well, better than a one. Well, better than a one, I guess. So I'm going to add an additional three. Let's yeah, call it four. So I'll add an additional four points. <laughs> After all that, I'm really, really tempted to cast Counterspell. I'm not going to. But, <laughs> but I just scrolled down and I saw it and I thought, hmm. The motorcycle comes back to life and blows <laughs> The guy on the, the far ridge from you is going to cast uh, Mage Armor on himself. Okay, and that'll be it for him. Uh, before we go to the Warforged, I mirror make a dexterity saving throw. And uh, and I need everybody uh, to make perception checks. Smokey, make it with advantage since you're up high. Is this auditory or visual? Uh, it's both. There's a flash of lightning. Wow, I think pretty much all of you see exactly where this is coming from. Uh, from the rocks over here, it looks like, uh, a giant lightning bolt leaps out and uh this lightning bolt holy crap there was a lot of ones on that but this giant lightning bolt um streaks across the the ground and strikes mira straight in the chest plate scorching her uh the holy symbol that's etched into is it on the whole is it on your breastplate i can't remember um she has a holy symbol on one gauntlet and that's the um spell focus for the sorcery spells on the other Okay, so uh, it just strikes you straight in the, the breastplate. So it, it well, just scorches the, the breastplate. So Asa, I can't remember where you put uh, the Nomad Eyes initiative, but send it over that way when it has a turn. All right. Go to the Warforge. Paralyzed. This action. Was it a... No, sorry. Wisdom saving throw. 12, 12, 12. So, okay, uh, we'll move to Tyrek's turn. He... <laughs> so he um, flexes his synthetic muscles uh, and kind of goes... And then the ribbons of light snap off of him one by one. Pink, pink, pink. Uh, Tyrek, it's your turn. Uh, and as Tyrek is debating on what to do, um, I just real quick, I want to add a little bit of flavor here. Um, all of you, once again, sort of sub orally hear this sort of as the uh, the brain in Tyrek's pocket shrieks in agony yet again. <sighs> okay. Well, my best shot at this moment is to do that, so I'm gonna move and then throw some Eldritch Blasts at him again. Two and three will hit. Excellent. So he's hit by three blasts and he... I don't know, he's not laughing or anything like that. He definitely looks intense. And he's still looking good, although his cloak, his uh, big billowy black cloak, uh, is starting to f uh, fray a little bit. 
And if that's it for Tyrek, we will move to Mira. Or actually, do that in the opposite order. Cast whole person and then move to there. <laughs> You're not just going to let me lock this guy down for the whole fight. <laughs> this isn't going to become another false Hydra. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be that'll be my turn. Uh, we're going to move to the guy who just fell off the cliff. Um, he's like, where are my glasses? Um, as he sort of starts to crawl very slowly away. That's not really slow crawling if he's moving that far. But he is on all fours and he's screaming. Um, he's screaming something and see how far away are y'all you guys? 30 feet there. Tyrek, you could probably hear him without much effort because you're awesome. Smokey, uh, you're up pretty high so I'd need you to roll probably a perception with disadvantage but this isn't really going to be anything surprising. I just want to see how well you guys hear it. Um, he is screaming something, and he appears to be screaming something uh, specifically to someone here. Smokey's got his listening ears on. He's screaming something like, Pauldron, Pauldron, they, they're, they're too much, they're too much, or something like that. Uh, sounds sounds pretty wimpy. Um, confirming that this is indeed Pauldron, the War Master you've been looking for. Um, and then it appears that he This is, is the droid we're looking for. <laughs> is the droid you are looking for. Um, and he's actually not going to take any um, attacks this particular turn, uh, other than to he's going to, I guess, cast Mage Armor on himself. I don't know how much good it'll do him. He's looking really rough. Uh, Smokey, it is now your turn. I'm going to go and fire my first arrow at the dude who's crawling away. Oh, I surrender. Yeah, he, no. He's blind, so I'm going to roll the advantage just to kick him while he's down. Oh, my God. <laughs> even, with his, even with his Mage Armor... Even with his mage armor, that just that punctures right through. Okay, what is it? What does this look like? How does this guy die? Uh, he's he gets he says like Pauldron, he's too much, he's too much, and then this arrow just like goes through his neck, and he just is pinned to the ground, dead. Yeah, his his body sort of arches as the arrow goes through, and then as the life leaves him, um, his body weight kind of slumps down, and his uh head and neck sort of slowly slide down the arrow shaft until they actually stop in a slightly propped up position with one of his arms outreached for the the rocks back here at least you didn't see it um and yeah i will i'll go ahead and fire at uh, one of luke's glyphs out there if that's within reason um yeah go ahead and, and roll an attack um for me just to at the very least just to see how accurate it'll be yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that hits. To be honest, I I can't imagine that a glyph has more than ten AC <laughs> or a torch. Excuse me, a smoldering torch. Um, so you whack an arrow into this thing, which sprays. Was it acid? Five D eight acid. Um, all right, so acid sprays all over these rocks. Uh, yet again, um, you see the the smoking remains, uh, or not really remains, but the, the rocks are already smoking from the last time the acid was doused all over them. Um, I think there's some small fires start to actually break out just from the chemical reactions going on in the, the dry grass here. Um, and we move to Gorguts. I'm not sure if that hits. 12. Uh, it actually does not. Now that he's got mage armor on, that does not hit, unfortunately. This guy effortless, effortlessly dodges. He's got that weird, like, was it tech armor or something from Mass Effect? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's always what I've imagined mage armor to look like. Um, yeah, I think I think you, you missed that. Um, in fact, I think it just kind of 
dicks right into the ground in front of you. It doesn't go very far. Fuck. Ends my turn. All right. Um, before we go to Luke's turn, Aldrin is going to raise his Warhammer and um, attack Mira. Okay. I am going to cast Shield on the action. Wow. I'm guessing a 30 still hits you. Okay. Okay, yeah. He, he roars as he crashes this down on your head. Or uh, I guess maybe on your shoulder. Um, and he's like, You came with the dragon! Uh, he's going to attack again, but I don't think that that hits. Literal dragon, or is he just talking about Tyrant? Um, okay, we're going to move to Luke's turn. Sacred Flame. On Pauldron, I'm guessing? Yeah, the man dude. Dexterity save. He's not super dexy. Well, I don't think that a 14 saves. Negatory. For 14 radiant damage. Okay, this guy over here is going to cast Fly. He's going to come up, 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 and over. So he's, um, I will say he's 80 feet in the air. Uh, he moved up 20 feet and he moved out 10 feet. Uh, and we go to the Nomad Eye. Sir. And look around. Uh, roll Perception for me. And since Jackal has the, um, the bonus of not being in the middle of combat, go ahead and roll that with advantage. Since he can sort of come. Okay, well, um, we'll go with that first roll, obviously. Uh, I think that Jackal happens to spot a couple of what looks like scorch marks right around here uh, that look like that's about where that lightning bolt originated from. Um, with investigation, you can see what appears to be some footprints that deviated from the track uh, of the, the, like the bandit dudes who kind of rolled in the, the canyon here. Uh, I, should say, I shouldn't say deviated because it doesn't look like they walked in with those footprints. Uh, but they are pretty, like, distinct footprints that were standing right there. Uh, there's currently nothing there. Um, and we go to Pauldron's turn, who is going to rip past Mira. He's like, Let me at the dragon! And he runs straight for Tyrek. Um, and Tyrek, he is going to really come at you with this thing, and he's going to attack three times. Okay, yeah. Damn. Two of those will hit. Ow. Um, wow, okay. The first time that he swings at you... He goes um, straight into your shoulder, uh, sort of knocking you to your left. Um, obviously, it's not going to move you out of your space, but uh, knocks you out of your left. Um, and then as you're coming up to like try to defend yourself, the haft of the Warhammer is spinning around, and it actually grazes a little bit of Tyrek's, that lizard-like umbrella he's got on the top of his head, uh, and actually tears some of the webbing apart Oof. in there as he hits you for um, for 20, 22 damage. Let's see that hellish rebuke, bitch. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> How does this guy look? He is uh, looking invigorated. He, he doesn't look like, I mean, you, you can see damage on him for sure, like especially from where he took uh, falling damage. You know, he was in that big metal contraption, scraped up some of his plates. Like I said, his, uh, his cloak is getting a little bit frayed. Um, he's got some scorch marks on him from the radiant damage that he took. Um, but really, like, he's moving and roaring and just acting like he is in the midst of a battle fugue. Yes. Uh, I am going to hit him with Hellish Rebuke. If I remember correctly, my Hex, we had, I had settled on, uh, the penalties to Dexterity. I, uh, oh, saves. yeah, you're right. Oh, I should have so. taken, I mean, it still hit, but the one that he made for that Sacred Flame, I should have done with disadvantage. I'm guessing a 13 doesn't save. <laughs> 
13 does not save. 21 damage back to him. Yes. I'm the one you want. I'm the only one who can give you what you need. Um, his eyes seem to darken, which is not a feat that you thought was possible, but it happens. And with that, we will move to Tyrek's turn. So, since he is right up on, uh, I'm going to attack him with Booming Blade. So first need to hit with the sword attack. And what is it? So the sword does its damage. Okay, so he takes, what is that, 11 damage from the initial sword, 8 damage from the the spell, and if he moves, he'll be taking 13 damage. I'm going to step back, and I think I'm going to use Second Wind. So Second Wind is going to let me heal not very much, but it's better than nothing. And I 10 plus 1, so I'll get 4 hit points back. Tyrek, how are you looking on health? I'm at 45 of 60. I'm doing okay. Yeah, I forget all the time that Tyrek isn't like a fighter class. <laughs> or primarily a fighter class, anyway. <laughs> okay, before Mira goes... Um, okay, so here's here's what's going to happen. Because this is such a good hit for that damage, uh, what's that shield take her AC up to? Uh, 25. Oh, man! Wow, that was barely... Okay, wow. Uh-huh. Dang, okay. That... that person had to roll a 20 double damage because it was crit but also uh something for your benefit um it's very clear that this fireball comes directly out of this bush right here um yeah as that fire splashes across uh, mira's magical shield but still kind of manages to cook you a little bit with that heat um and now it is your turn to cast mass cure wounds centered basically on the bad guy but not targeting him, obviously, <laughs> to to heal the three of us who are right up next to him. Uh, let's see if it's a if are you can is that a spell fourth level or higher? It is a fifth level spell. So okay, so I'm since I'm casting it at fifth level as well. Uh, I'm going to make a wisdom check. Okay, that does not. Yeah, so your DC was uh, 15. The DC equals 10 plus the level spell. Excuse me, the spell's level. So your DC was 15 on that one. I had to make a wisdom check. I did not pass. Um, and you, it's pretty clear that that incantation came from the bushes. Uh, I guess it's only a somatic spell, so you wouldn't have heard anything from the bushes, but I've already told you that, so... I saw the fireball come from... It's, it's true, you did. <laughs> so, okay, then... Uh... Yeah, Mira, Tyrick, and Luke will all get 21 hit points. And I'm going to move up on this guy and say, yeah, I noticed. There's a couple things that happen. You guys see over at the bushes, somebody suddenly pops into existence. And you can tell that a invisibility spell has just ended. Um, y'all see that d4 I rolled? That number of rounds on recharging is lightning bolt. Um, no, something a little different and something I'm, this man steps forward and raises his fist and points a finger at Mira as he casts power word kill. What language was that? Infernal. Uh, the D, the D4 was, uh, which one of you guys this was going for? Doesn't have a say. Nope. Power words don't. Um, and this burst of energy flies from his finger and crashes into Mira's chest plate. The light crosses the distance of 60 feet, um, strikes Mira 
in the chest as she looks over at this man who has just appeared. Um, he speaks that word in Infernal. Um, Mira, do you speak Infernal? Does anybody speak Infernal? Um, yeah, there's a, a strong feeling of static electricity washes over everybody as the spell crosses the field. Mira, the life and light leaves your eyes and buckle underneath you, and you fall. Uh, and that's it for that turn. To Smokey. How does Smokey react to this? Why do I keep killing the girl characters? Sexist, clearly. Also, Cook wasn't a girl. Cook was not a girl, that's correct. And neither, and neither was, was Webby. Neither was Webby. You only kill girls and Danny. Actually, really, let's... let's... <laughs> Oh my god, that's going in the recap. That is definitely going in the recap, yeah. Did I hear you right earlier? The mage at the far end of the cliff, he's currently flying? Yes, he's about 80 feet in the air. I believe flying is a concentration spell. That is correct. Smokey, at this distance, he kind of recognizes what just happened, but he he doesn't quite 100% believe it. Um, I'll say that while he's up here, he he runs to the edge of the cliff. He's trying to get the better view, and he kind of like he backs up here to give himself a little more safe distance near the tree. But he's kind of like you guys can tell he's like he's kind of like shuffling around, like he's trying to get a better view of Mira, and he's got a pretty pretty concerned look on his face. Um, and he he like raises his bow once, like he he has to raise it a few times just to get it in that position. It's like he's lost his practice almost. Um, he's gonna fire his first arrow um immediately at the mage who just came out of the bushes truthfully he would fire at that mage first definitely without second thought um a 16 will hit um he backs up to the tree here um and he'll fire his second arrow at the mage who is currently playing wow has that mage taken damage yet uh yes um he's got a couple chopsticks through his (laughs) body all right, uh, Gorgut's chopsticks. Oh my god. You've thrown it at the guy who's flying. Attacking this entire time. You're gonna make a meal out of him when you're done, aren't you? That's the plan. The chopstick, like, splits the arrow I just fired into him. <laughs> it's like the whole Robin Hood scene. He does not look good. I'll put it that way. He's not quite dead, but he does not look good. And your chopstick goes into him, and he, like, it's like out of a cartoon where he's slowly kind of you know flying across the the thing here and then all of a sudden it's like a he's okay if he was in a bubble floating along it's like the bubble pops and he just plummets straight down um where he then splats on the ground (laughs) below and dies on a fleena chopstick at the mr iron man over here um it scratches uh the the clean shiny uh metal plating on his forehead Right above one of his deep black eyes. Um, Luke. Okay. I can drag Mira's body over there and raise dead from away from 60 feet. Is Mira wearing heavy armor? Yeah, she's wearing plate. Okay, because I like where Chris's head is at, but I'm not going to make this easy for him. So I like that he's going he's gonna to try to drag her away, but I am going to have his movement to do it because she's wearing heavy armor. All right, well, give me this. Can I roll my divine intervention? Is that a skill? A class skill? Yes. Yeah, let me see it. That succeeds. I like it. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, in fact, with that, because, damn, that was within 10, t- within 10, so. I'm going to I'm gonna implore him to give me the strength to pull Mira over to here, and if I can, get him to uh, give him some health after I uh, raise him from the dead. 
I'm just gonna implore him to help me save this guy. Okay, so you, let's see. You can definitely, you definitely gain the strength that you need to pull Mira that far away. Um, and I will say that um, you will take, let's see. That was a damn good roll. So um, you're gonna, you're going to regain, <laughs> I thought I said negligence for a second. You're gonna regain eight hit points as well as you're doing it. Um, you feel very invigorated. Unfortunately, that does use your action. If you can make it, uh, if you can both make it till the next turn, you will be able to cast Raise Dead unmolested, provided the uh, the mage doesn't. Damn, that was really good. I I even think if you wanted to move her like that far, I I would give you that. Like really moved, just uh, you definitely got some extra movement speed from that without having to use a dash action or anything. That was a really good roll. <laughs> that was a cool cool turn, Chris. <laughs> So everybody, everybody's head is at protect the president here at this moment. Like, I hope that's what we're all getting at. Kind of puts Tyrek in the spot, though. <laughs> this is this is the showdown right here. This is what we've been waiting for. Um, okay, uh, if that's it for Luke, we're going to go to the Nomad Eye. Okay, that's a good perception. Roll investigation now with that perception and roll it, one, roll it with advantage. So roll one more time. But that 19 is killer. So, um, yeah, with the investigation, you can pretty clearly tell that the footprints here, um, even though you're uh, like 80, 85 feet away from the guy who just dropped Mira, you're, you're having a pretty easy time telling that the footprints here would match about the size of feet that that guy has. Um, and not only that, you're actually sensing some... Um, some past teleportation magic uh and so you're pretty sure that 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 this guy here was over here briefly uh but had had teleported and because there's no um splatter blockage from the acid rune that exploded um you're pretty sure he teleported before that rune went off jackal in the guild hall is going to shout at uh, one of the mantle members nearby to go to the temple and get a diamond. Pauldron shudders just a little bit as Gauntlet's scream continues. And he charges at Tyrek with Warhammer raised. Okay, so he will take... It was a 13, I think, right? So a total of 15 damage. Um, he's starting to show a little bit more wear now. Um, you can definitely tell that he uh, he's not slowing down per se. Um, but Tyrek, as an experienced soldier, you can tell that you are... This is it. Right. Okay, he's gonna run up to you and attack three times. Yep, that's three hits. As he smashes into your shoulder, your chest plate, and your thigh, and then he takes action surge as he roars, just really bellows, just <laughs> die dragon. Jesus. And that's three more hits. <laughs> are we really fighting a seventeenth level fighter? Yes, you are. Damn, dude. And that puts me at negative eleven. Jesus Christ. My constitution is 10. No, my constitution is 11. So, does that kill me? Smoky fleas. <laughs> um, no. It, w it would kill you instantly if uh, it took you to your maximum HP in negatives. Um, you are just going to become unstable. Uh, you will start rolling death saves. He is going to 
take his second wind. So he's going to regain a number of hit points. Uh, you, you see the blackness in his eyes sort of pulses a little bit. And um, the way I guess the way that I can show this in game is that his his tattered uh, cloak starts to regain a little bit of its uh, seams start to kind of pull back together a little bit. Some of the scratches sort of roll off of his um, metal, but he's still not like it's not he's still not great as he stands over Tyrek with a bloodied uh, great hammer or warhammer, I guess, in his uh, two hands. And we will move to Tyrek's turn. Please roll a d20. Okay. There you go. That is one success. I would say we'd move to Mira, but unfortunately there's no death saves on power word kill. Um, I will say, Mira, you wake up somewhere uh, that is not here. His great-granddad here? And you're you are staring into some eyes that look awfully familiar, but uh, you can't really play, maybe you can't really place why, or can you place why? Maybe you can. Should should I make a check for that? Uh, absolutely, you should make religion and history, please. With a thirteen religion and a two history, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say that I think you know that you're probably in the astral plane, <laughs> judging by the silver that's around. But you can't maybe you can't quite place the. Uh, the eyes that are looking at you right now. Gotcha. <sighs> um, we go to this mage here by the bush and cast lightning bolt there at Gorguts and Luke. Uh, as this lightning bolt flies by uh, Pauldron and Tyrek, uh, please make dexterity saves, both of you, Luke and Gorguts. So you're both going to take, is that 35 damage, lightning damage, as this this bolt explodes past you all. So we got one mage and one big old robot. That is correct. I'll fire my first arrow at the mage again. Uh, yeah, that hits. <laughs> um, can I burn a bonus action as I'm like reaching back to my quiver how does he look as that arrow just sticks in the uh he looks pretty good better than tyrick <laughs> wow <laughs> and and probably probably honestly better than you oh really damn these are some meaty mate you calling him ugly <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what's gonna best help everyone right now and i think i need to take this guy um i am going to reach back to my quiver and I hesitate for a moment as I see him standing tall and I uh, reach to a smaller pouch that has um... nice wow um, I think you, you pierce him right in the shoulder uh, as he was like casting this lightning bolt spell and uh, he looks up at you uh, very annoyed that he now has an arrow and he goes to try to pull it out and he ends up breaking the shaft off and the, the uh, arrowhead's still sticking into his shoulder that's going to cause an infection um, and yeah, you can tell he's he, he's starting with that uh, the loss of mobility in one of his arms. He's starting to slow down a little bit. It looks like. Yeah, all right, that's all I got. My turn. I want to hit something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is your turn. Angry. So who's looking worse, the robot car or the other dude? I think it's safe to say the mage is looking worse than the robot. Is Gorgut's just gonna go? Straight ham-fisted on this dude? That's a giant meat cleaver, just to let you know. 16 will hit. I feel like that giant meat cleaver would be way heavier than 7 pounds, but... <laughs> um, I'm not, like, 
I'm not obviously I don't deal with encumbrance. Well, the fun thing but... about is like he's an ogre, but uh, is it made it, with aluminum? It's Ooh. like uh, his size is considered a medium, but he can uh, wield kind of like uh, larger weapons or something like that. That kind of whole RP flavor to it. It's just a. Just to clarify, it's pronounced aluminum. Does a fifteen hit? Uh, a fifteen will not hit. I'm sorry. Oh well, that's my turn. Luke, we go to your turn. Oh, that has a casting time of an hour. Oh shit, I didn't even see that. That's not a uh, use it in combat thing. Do you not have uh, that? Yeah, you, you don't have Revivify? Uh, not prepared, no. Gotcha. Oh, yes I do. Quit playing with my heart like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't used any level 3 spells yet, so that's good. Dang. Alright. So I'll be able to save Tyrek later. Counterspell. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm more than 60 feet away. I'm 65 feet away. But not Mira. Are you kidding me? We're gonna do that where Fuck I yeah, we're gonna can't, do that. I can't <laughs> touch him from 65 feet away. Like that's, that's the whole that's the whole point of this is to be challenging. Uh, Fuck yeah, uh, we're gonna uh, do this. But Asa, it says target a creature in the process of casting oh, a spell. Oh damn it! Oh okay. <laughs> I would have won, too. <laughs> <laughs> like to roll it just to see? I cast Counter Lawyer. I cast... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Mira, Mira, you're looking into these um, strangely familiar eyes when suddenly, like, there's this, like, you have this weird feeling of comfort and warmth around you, and then suddenly you just feel really anxious and, like, scared and... Uh, confused and angry and sad as suddenly like this place fades around you and this this person who's like looking at you with uh, with love in their eyes um, they suddenly pull away from you uh, and you realize that they're not pulling away from you you are flying away from them as your soul crashes back into your body unless for some reason it doesn't want to come back to life so on that awesome roller coaster ride <laughs> I like how Revivify specifies, nor can it restore any missing body parts. I feel like that was written just for Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, excellent. Speaking of Jackal, it's less... Oh, wait, does Luke have any other... Uh, anything else he wants to do? Um, no, we're good. Uh, okay, Jackal, it's your turn. Let's go, sir. <laughs> uh, you're in a canyon. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Pauldron is kind of in the middle of a bloodlust right now, so he's going to take his first swing with the Warhammer right back down onto Tyrek on the ground, um, because Tyrek is prone with uh, dead, or unconscious <laughs> at least. Um, he rolls with advantage, a 28, I'm assuming does hit. Uh, damage is not actually important, I guess. Well, I guess if we're tracking, I don't think I'm going to get you down to your max HP. But I will have you roll a death save for me, Tyrek. Uh, that's a failure. Okay. Ooh, oops, that wasn't supposed to roll with disadvantage. Or excuse me, advantage. But um, I still think both a 5 and a 9 would fail. Um, he is going to not be able to break out of his bloodlust and attack Tyrek again. I know a 23 hits, so please roll another death. Ooh, let's see what we got this time. Okay, with a 17... He realizes he's beating a someone who is currently dead on the ground um, and is able to realize that uh, Gorguts is probably more of the threat, so turning his third attack on Gorguts. Does an 18 hit? That is my AC. He picks up that Warhammer and swings it right into your stomach 
for five bludgeoning damage. I guess we go back to Tyrek. Alrighty. And the death save. That's one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that puts you at three successes, right? Yep. Alright, you are, um, are, have one hit point, I think it is. Dash, baby. Dash over here. <laughs> Oh. Have, like an opportunity of attack, though. Stand, yeah, standing up, he would take an attack of opportunity in the, oh, in the middle of standing up. Greater push of Okay, I'm uh, I'm gonna take a drink while I'm laying on the ground here. <laughs> Let's see, Six, sixteen. Okay, I'm at seventeen hit points. Nice. Mm can't stop me and then you, how does getting up from prone work in fifth edition i can't remember uh, you, you will take half of your movement to do it and if you are within range of an enemy you will incur an attack of opportunity okay. play dead play dead <laughs> you can't stop me play is dead <laughs> <laughs> So now the question is, do I decide to stand up anyway? Ah, uh, yeah. I think I will. Tyrex like, you can't stop me. And then Pauldron just laughs. Well, it's half his movement, right? So can Tyrex move on top of that? As long as if this I'm, doesn't knock him out. If I'm not dead, again, yes. But seven will not cut that. Sweet. Okay. And then I can move one, two, three. There we go. Before we move to Mira, uh, Pauldron is going to angrily take a swing at Gorguts for nine bludgeoning damage. So he just like he watches, he takes a, I guess he probably uses the haft of the hammer to kind of jab at Tyrek as he's standing up. And then as Tyrek starts to move away, uh, Pauldron growls just, <laughs> and he goes, wham, and just moves the hammer right into Gorguts. Um, chest plate, which maybe smashes the cleaver against Gorgut's chest. I'm just trying to imagine how that uh, works. But anyway, uh, Mira, you are laying down in pain, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, your whole your whole body hurts. It feels as though you've been dropped at a great height um, into a, a body of water. Um, your head is swimming. You feel vaguely like you did the day that the false hydra came to Cloudhenge, that you all fought it. Um, but you are alive, and you are uh, looking up now, not into the, the familiar eyes that you had seen before, but a different set of familiar eyes, which is that of Luke Lunker, who seems very concerned um, for your well-being. But you see relief, I think, probably creep into his posture as you open your eyes. So for just a moment, Mira is going to look at Luke, realizing what's going on, nod at him and then roll and stagger to her feet, just screaming bloodlust at the top of her lungs, and cast Chain Lightning oh, man. With, wow. with Twin Spell. Oh my god! Burning six sorcery points and targeting each of those guys and chaining to the other from each of those shots. <laughs> wow. Um, they need to make reflex saves to each. Um, that was for this guy. Both of those were for this guy here. Now, Pauldron. So, Pauldron saves on one of them, but still takes half damage from that one. And full damage from the other. First bolt hits them both for 51. Oh. Holy shit. Yes. 
And, and the second bolt hits oh the mage God. for 51 and the oh, warforged man. for 25. 26. 26? Does it round up? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go. So that's 77 to Pauldron and 102 to the mage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Oh my god. Okay. What does the mage look like when this when Mira is done screaming and this lightning is gone? Because he's dead. Uh, nothing. <laughs> he's just gone. He's never there. Briefly sees Mira <laughs> to life and then just. <laughs> Mira went full pulpiting. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I've been sitting on that one, because you can't twin spell AoE spells, but those are technically single target spells that then chain. That they just chain. That is incredible. Dang, okay. Uh, so the the mage... Okay, first of all, the mage is gone when Mira's done screaming. As soon as the lightning ends, mage is gone, and Pauldron, his eyes uh, blacker than the night around you, falls down, completely immobile. And he is dead. Teach you to kill me. <laughs> yeah, you literally... L let me just put it this way. You said he took 77 damage. Uh-huh. He had 75 hit points. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was incredible. Mira, oh my god. comes. She spent a moment in the astral plane looking into the eyes of someone she thinks she recognizes. Comes back to see the eyes and face of her friend who has just brought her back from the brink, stands up, screams her life into a lightning bolt, which ends the life of Pauldron the Warmaster. Is he gone, or is he in a state where he can still kind of be interacted with? Uh, is it possible to stabilize him before he dies and talk to him while he's still immobile? I want to have a conversation with him if I can. If it's if he's toasted, that's fine. I'm also going to close the box that uh, <laughs> that Gauntlet's head is in so that's a really good point and the fact that this was a electric elect electricity damage right lightning damage yeah it, it didn't burn him up like it did with gauntlet when Smokey's arrow pierced his eye or Smokey's arrows excuse me dual duly pierced his eyes still an awesome moment one of the best his blackened eyes uh, are still there, uh, but yeah, I think it, it, he falls over, and I'm saying dead, but yeah, I I think that this is more of just like a, a he is shut down. Probably just okay. overloaded his core or whatever. I, you are going to dig into his head, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Um, are you doing this before you're trying to have a conversation with him, or are you literally going to like put his brain in a jar? Uh, I will talk with him first because I have something slightly different to offer him. Since it'll be easier, I'll set up that telepathic bond again but include him as a target. So, Pauldron, are you listening? Um, you are hearing like a loop, a message on loop in this space that's literally just Kill the dragon! Kill the dragon! Kill the dragon! Kill the dragon! Yes, I told you. You couldn't stop me. But I have something to offer you. Aren't you sick of it all? Aren't you sick of your life being nothing more than following and being told what to do continually of Korg hounding you and forcing you onto his single-minded missions? Your entire life has been, what, devoted to trying to kill me? I'm not that special. I can offer you something he could never give you. I can offer you peace. I have a proposal for you, if you're listening. I'll give you a moment to think it over. I 
Give me just a second here, Asa, to share something with you. I know very well what it's like to be stuck following someone else's orders, regardless of what you would like to do yourself, and to become obsessed and focused on something, even to the point where it no longer makes sense. And yes, we did take out Gauntlet. We took out you too. Like I said, you can't stop me. I'm going to take your brothers. What I would like from you is for you to stop and think about whether their deaths are really worth it. If blindly dying, following Korg, following those old wars into the grave is worth it, I can give you another option. So, if you can calm down for a minute and talk to me. This is incredible. Um, okay, I think the I, I don't think he's going to have an answer for you just yet. So here's what here's what does happen right now as you're sort of talking this talking to him about this. Um, you're in this this space, right? Is this like the the dream place like you had uh, with Tali Voss or? Uh... Yeah, let let's do it that way. That would be the the best way to do it. Okay, so you're like you're in this space, and up until you start talking about um, peace and the potential deaths of his brothers. Um, he, the, you have just been standing in this sort of empty black space. Um, you know, you can see yourself, but this place is as black as his eyes. This like screaming, kill the dragon, kill the dragon, kill the dragon, has just been echoing all around you this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, you start talking about peace, wanting peace. Doesn't he want peace? Doesn't he want to stop being a tool for Korg? Um, and uh the the chanting slash screaming slash like borderline religious fervor that's been going on um echoing around you slows down at those words and when you sort of finish up your pitch to him uh there's like a, a subtle chuckle just kind of a <laughs> the only one who wants peace is Vambus. I don't want to just kill you, Skybreaker. I want my revenge for Gauntlet. You say we can't stop you. Maybe I can't. Maybe I won't. But Redstone knew what he did when he brought us into the world. One way or the other, Skybreaker, I will see you in hell. And then he starts chanting again. Kill the dragon! Kill the dragon! Kill the dragon! Kill the dragon! And it gets louder and louder until it is, even for Tyrek, almost unbearable to share this space with him anymore. All right. You're boring. Goodbye. I'll shut down the connection. (laughs) Unless anyone has anything else to do in this moment, I really think that that is a perfect moment to end this session for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you guys, that was, that was a, wow. I am so impressed with everyone. Once again, you guys have shown me how synergistic you can all be with this group that you sort of just rolled up in the blind. I'm always impressed by it.